You're listening to Amplify Ambition. I'm Kristen Edwards, speaker, coach, and your guide for ambitious women to become industry leaders and grow a sustainable business without the hustle. Listen to conversations on authentic leadership, self-awareness, and strategic planning for growing your business. I believe big dreams can be your reality when you embrace all of who you're meant to be and focus on the business that works for you and your lifestyle. Now let's dive into today's episode. I'm super excited to welcome an actual real life friend, not just an online um, friend. She actually was one of my first brand photographers um, back when I was like, let's make this business legit and not just a little tiny side hustle. And so, so super grateful to bring Nicole Estramera to the show today. Hi. Hey, so before we dive into, you know, what you do and kind of what got you started on that photography journey, as well as other things, I want to know, you know, what's something that you really care about, maybe a cause or just a passion that you have, that's not necessarily affiliated to the photography brand that we see online. I really, I would say more recently, I've just grown this heart for people as a whole in general, like understanding uh, their story and the growing compassion that's needed in the world. I want to, I want to call it psychology <laughs> um, only because of that, because it backs up the whole, just understanding people's story, why they are the way that they are and just learning how to love people better. But I would say for as long as I can remember that even narrows down to uh, women and children. I have a very tender, tender spot for uh struggling women and children, specifically abused, domestic violence victims. I think it's so important for you to kind of, you know, recognize what are the things that you care about, you know, maybe you connect your art to that, but even if you don't, for you to take that time to listen to their story. In general, as humans, I feel like sometimes you're just like, I just want someone to listen to me vent. I just want someone to actually listen to me and hear what's happening for me. And so for you to have that heart um, to care and to want to be there and support you know, people through their various situations, especially some, you know, trying times, um, that just makes you a great person. So thank you for sharing that. Um, so I want to transition again into what you do. Um, I obviously mentioned that you did my brand photos, but I know you've done a lot of different types of photography over the years, but what got you started with photography? And then had you say like, let's make this a business. I had always enjoyed taking photos. I know that's like the cliche opening line, right? (laughs) I've been taking photos since my first Polaroid camera when I was nine. I have always enjoyed taking photos because I loved documenting a moment and just sort of the candid reaction of people. And I come from like a very corporate bound family Um, so growing up, it was always just like, make sure you get a good job so you can make a lot of money and take care of yourself. And that was always the route. Like it sounds silly, especially now in 2022, but I never thought that like I could make a career out of something creative. So I think it was around like maybe 2018, my sister-in-law wanted pictures, maternity pictures, and I was taking them with a phone. (laughs) And uh, at that point, he was my fiance. And he was just like, why don't you just get like a real camera and and really take pictures? So I was just like, I don't know, I, I guess that would be nice, like to have nicer pictures than a camera phone. Saved a lot of birthday money and Christmas money. 
and finally got a beginner professional camera. But once I had that, I don't know, it just like a whole unofficially this whole world just opened up to me like the doorway to Narnia was just within my camera. And I was like, holy cow, there's a whole community of people that do this. Seeing them on Instagram, on Facebook, I was like, wow, there's people that not, you know, they're not just like in school taking graduate photos and they're not in the mall just taking like family portraits. Like these people are out here every single day taking family and portrait photography and things like that, branding photos. So then that was when it was really just like, I could do something with this. That's awesome. And I think again, for that realization, it's for so many of us, especially as women of color, it's just go get a good job, get your education, get a good job. Um, And (laughs) varying into anything outside of the norm um I mean you're almost scared to like betray your parents <laughs> in so many ways like that's really how at least it felt for me you know um I was supposed to be a doctor and I literally was like petrified of calling my parents to be like but I don't want to um and I still <laughs> picked a still really corporate job and I still feel like they're like but you're not a doctor um despite oh, okay. how much time <laughs> You know, it it makes complete sense of finding that, finding what matters to you and chasing those things. But I think I love what you said about finding that community of people as well, because that's really where we get to change our lives is when we start to change our circle and change that environment and seeing what possibilities and opportunities are really there. So I'm glad you saved the birthday and Christmas money to get that camera Mm -hmm. um, to really start that transition into what you love and if anyone scrolls through you know the reserved and radiant like Instagram to see all the different projects that you've been a part of um and the the moments that you have captured along the way even just the first you know the past five years or so as well so one good job on taking the risk and having that supportive person to say like why don't you see what happens you know Mm -hmm. from it as well but thank you so much for sharing that story of again you found that community and like look there's doors open I love that you said the doors to Narnia because I mean sometimes it's what it it seems like right like you're just like this world you didn't imagine is actually unfolding right in front of you yeah so what was that catalyst again from saying okay I saw this community I knew that these opportunities were here to then really say like I want to be paid for this passion That actually took a lot longer than I would have liked it to have taken. And I think that that was actually more of like a personal battle, to be completely honest. Um, I'm still now in this sort of makeshift therapy that I do with my church and finding out that like, sorry, this is left really quick, but it's context, I promise. Finding out that a lot of me feeling undeserving of things are actually just reactions to you know, just sort of situations and trauma that I had dealt with in my childhood. And when I had started taking pictures, I really just wanted to like do it just because I was like, people deserve nice pictures of whatever it is that, you know, they want me to shoot. Um, But there is a point where you start seeing and feeling the expense on you. Um, And that's not even just a monetary expense. It's just like the exhaustion and the time that you give um, in editing and materials that you have to maintain and new materials you have to buy that I was just like, okay, I didn't look at it as like a way of 
now I need to start charging, but it was just like, okay, you got to help me, like help me help you. <laughs> um, so it started slow and then the projects got bigger and it was just like, okay, there's more pictures. Now you want, you know, moving to Atlanta. Now it's like, you want editorial pictures. That means there's a set, there's costumes, there's lighting, there's locations and, you know, a very, a much more structured, higher standard um, expected of me. So it's just like, again, help me help you, but understand like this is about quality. So um, you start to feel a little less bad about it. <laughs> it, was, it was a journey to get there, but I definitely feel um, not as guilty now um, asking for compensation for things like that because it is a service and you wanna be able to provide a quality service. Yeah, I think, you know, regardless of what service people are providing and even products, I feel like people are like, well, Walmart charges five cents. So like, why can't you in comparison to, hey, this is my time. This is my energy. Um, it's not just a passion, which is obviously what keeps you going in doing all of the work. But like, it took me three hours to edit five photos or whatever that looks like, um, just as much as that time to drive. And it's like, if you want me to itemize how much gas I put in my car, how long it took me to get there, you know, how long it took for setup, how many breaks you took because you needed to change in between. If you wanted me to charge you by the moment, um, the bill might be triple, um, <laughs> let alone me driving home and then editing. And you want it in 24 hours instead of just a week turnaround or all these different things. And so um, people are getting a, a discount actually when we package it to just say, here's a flat rate for me showing up and providing you know, what seems like 20 minutes of, of pictures, but really there's so much happening um, behind the scenes. And as you also develop your craft, I don't truly know photography and I'm sure you could get a lot more sophisticated and scientific on how you explain it, but there's people who do like the warm lighting versus the natural lighting and the black and white photos, you know, even on a basic level, like I know that's a craft. Um, it's not just an Instagram filter. <laughs> you know, right. that makes those, those photos look a certain way. And so as you develop that craft, again, the time you spent learning is the same as someone who went to medical school and had to learn that craft and that skill set as well. And so like they're paying for your education just as much as that 20 minutes, um, you know, it took along the way. So yeah, like, don't be afraid to charge. Um, but again, it's also a personal thing. Even for me, you know, the first thing you hear is double your rates and you're like, well, buddy, uh, you know, all the time, but also like, wait, I have been doing this for, you know, me personally, 15 years, you five years. So like, there's a premium that comes with my expertise and my skill set um, as well. So like, yay, you for working through that to say, um, I'm going to charge for my time, my energy and my level of ex expertise. Um, but also like, you know, go double your reach too <laughs> along the way. I think it's maybe an entrepreneurial mindset, but you do reach this point where you're just like, okay, yeah, no, we've stepped it up. We've leveled up um, the service here. I think, I think we're, we're okay to take that, that risk. We'll call it a risk, but I mean, really, I think you've seen it time and time again, like if the business is growing and you grow, it's just an up, you know, an uphill uh, slope. So it all yeah. works out. Um, and so you mentioned, you know, moving to Atlanta and the the change of scenery. Um, I'm, I'm sure even the the market, the people that you're working with, they're so 
many shifts. <laughs> Whether you want to go on a personal or a professional direction with this question, you know, what are some of those grounding principles that you have either developed or you're learning to develop that keep you going in the work that you do? Oh my goodness. It is such a culture shock over here, honestly, not to sound in an arrogant way, but I attribute a lot of my professionalism that I was able to carry here. I I give a lot of credit to more so uh, like just my upbringing and the family that I grew up around instead of, and, and even, I would say even back home because I've noticed uh, up north, they're just a lot more kind of like, what is it? It's not like boots, boots in the concrete, but they're just a lot more head on. We'll say that they're a lot more head on up north. <laughs> We're here. It's, it's still very just like laid back in a way. And um, fluid. It's very fluid. It's just kind of like, yeah, we can work together. We'll do this. We'll meet here. I know there's this project going on if you want to get involved, where I just feel like prior to coming to Atlanta, it was very just kind of like you're scheduled here, you're assigned here, you're doing this. I don't know if if it was just where I was in life um, and the people that I surrounded myself with, but um, I've definitely seen a difference in that. And I'm grateful for it just because then coming here, it gives me a leg up dealing with um, new professionals and a new environment that I've never dealt with before because it shows, it shows that I'm just ready. I'm ready and I, and I have this confidence when I step into um, a networking opportunity or uh, a new position where, okay, she's not from here, but she's not scared to take it on either. So I don't know what Connecticut had for me, but I do, I do appreciate it. Um, being able to, maybe it was the cold weather, maybe the cold weather just made, just had to condition me to, to deal with, to deal with things, um, a lot better and kind of hardened my shell. So when I came here, I was just like, I was ready to take on anything. Oh, it's, it's warm here. I have a lot more, uh, a lot more freedom, a lot more liberty to just move around. Okay. Let's, let's go after everything that, that we want then. Yeah. And I think, I mean, hey, maybe it is the cold weather. If not, um, I, the Northeast is just a unique beast. And I'm sure everyone probably says that about their region in different ways. But I think, you know, Connecticut's like quick to hire, quick to fire. Like um, in, in the entrepreneurial space, there's zero forgiveness in Connecticut. And I think that's because a lot of us do have a corporate background with just what the industries look like. Um, that the entrepreneurial space in the Northeast has that same vibe. Um, and so I'm sure, you know, that transition, um, even moving again, personally, it's already a transition to move, but at least you were able to, to step in and have confidence in um, your creative work and, and making a, a name for yourself and building that down there in the meantime. Yeah, that, that's a really great observation. I, I love that you said that you articulated it way better than I did. Um, and I think it's spot on. Cool. Are there any other, you know, kind of rules for success or just, again, like, you know, foundations that you have been able to use in that transition for yourself? The, the trouble with that is I feel like some of them are so obvious that they might be overlooked or some of them might be... Um, so overly said that um, it's just kind of like hearing I love you 
you know, it just doesn't hold the same weight um, as it was intentioned. Um, but it's really, you know, as we talked about before, the community, the people that you keep around you. I know a lot of the projects that I've taken on, I probably wouldn't have faced as strongly as I did had it not been for my husband. Um, Armani is just, he is the spokesperson for entrepreneurs and creatives. <laughs> like, That's actually tell, a fact. I agree with that. <laughs> don't tell him your dreams because he he will go on just this, this everlasting uh, cycle of just trying to help you figure it out, what you want to do, how to get you there. Um, I don't know. He is, he wrote the dreamer's guide. Like um, he's, he's an enthusiast to say the least. Um, and I don't think I would have been able to do a lot of what I did as well as I did had he not pushed me and had he not really instilled uh, just this reassurance that I needed. Words, words matter for me. Um, words are my love language. <laughs> so uh, for him, for him to be able to vocalize all that to me helped a lot. And I would also say just really figuring out why you want to do what you want to do is huge. As much as I do photography, when I first started, I thought I wanted to do family and portraits because they were a lot of fun. And I realized that the picky aspects of it and dealing with certain families, like families that had me wait three hours for their their little newborn to take the nap and eat and then nap again and and then we were ready for pictures I was like I don't know if I can commit to this <laughs> um it was still a great shoot but you know when you start realizing like the the things that you're not willing to tolerate or cooperate with you're just kind of like maybe there's something else I can do and you realize if you're really cut out for it, that's when I started doing like a few branding photos. And I was like, wow, this is really fun because I love helping people grow their business. That's probably like the PR side of me. And I noticed with that too, it's a lot of fun. And coming to Atlanta and doing editorial photography for fashion designers has been amazing and just put me into this like metro creative artistic realm that I would have never pictured myself in ever and um, I'm super grateful for it but I think all of that and realizing who I am knowing who I am now um, all comes down to me realizing that journalism has and always has been um, my real passion and going back to when I had my first camera back when I was nine years old, that's what I love to take were candid photos. And I love to see a moment, you know, whether it was with my friends or my family and just be like, wow, this is a really great moment to capture because of what's behind it. So now just being like, huh, okay, it might've taken me 20 something years to get here, but photojournalism has always been it for me. It's, it's always been the the goal and and I think that's what I was trying to make out of the other facets was family and portraits like capturing that story but then some people weren't very open and vulnerable to telling me their story and branding was just like I really love your business and I want to know more about it to help you take pictures but it was more like I just need your services and that's it so 
all of that, again, knowing who you are, knowing why you want to do what you want to do is so important because when the other things fall away, you're back to like, okay, how do I keep this going? And knowing, knowing those core values really helps you uh, establish yourself. And it just makes your business look better too, because when you have that confidence in what you're doing, then everybody else will see it too. Yeah. And, but I love what you're saying is that you still explored it. And I honestly don't think we ever figure out what we're meant to really do until you've tried some other things. If you've never experienced three, four different areas within even that same industry. So yes, you know that photography is it for you, but if you never tried family portraits, you'd still probably be thinking that's what you should be doing next. Mm -hmm. Or um, if you didn't see the, the fashion aspect of things, again, thinking that maybe you should go back to or try something else or landing on the brand you know, aspect. And so if we don't try it, we never really know, um, regardless of what your business is, every single person's like, find your niche, find your niche, be awesome at this one thing. And you're like, how can I be awesome at this one thing if I haven't known it? How do you know if you like heels or sneakers if you haven't put both on your feet? Mm -hmm. And then even after you try it on, like maybe walk around in both for five minutes or a whole day before you truly commit to saying, this is my style. Um, and it works the same way, again, with our businesses. So I'm glad that you took that risk and explored some different things along the way. Um, and then we're able to connect all of these different layers to land back on that photojournalism. Um, and that's what we all do. Um, but I'm so, again, like we're a lot of times we're scared to take that risk or um, whether we admit it or not, we don't have that natural confidence because no one's born with it, truthfully. Um, and you need that one other person that does believe in you. So shout out to you for having the husband that believes in you because not <laughs> everyone gets to sleep in the same room as the person that's believing them. But whether they're in your family or it's an online biz bestie or however that relationship is developed, having that one other person who, when you're feeling down, they're still there to pick you back up. And because I do know your husband, like he really is that person. If I told him I want to make a million dollars, he'd be like, here's your business plan to make a million dollars tomorrow. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, Got exactly. it. Like, he, he, is. he just makes everything so seem so accessible. And even if it is, he just like will remind you of it. Like when I was at the um it was Atlanta Fashion Week, uh and it was their first, it was like their first sustainable fashion show. I'm literally sitting in this seat probably an hour before the show starts. And I called him crying and was just like, there's other photographers here and I'm not good enough to be here. Like, I don't know if this is really where I should be. And did I get in over my head and whatever? And he goes, can you stop for a second and just realize where you are? <laughs> like, you like take it you meant to be there, you wouldn't be there. And I was just like, that's right. I have a camera in my hand. <laughs> like, why couldn't I be here? You know, he's just that, that affirmation and enforcement to just believe in yourself. Yeah. And again, you know, it's not something to be taken lightly. And again, it, it might be said often and we might see it in so many places, um, but it's honestly the thread that we all come back to is having that support system, whatever that might look like, that's really going to keep you going on the hard days and in those difficult moments. Um, but also 
knowing why you're doing it and what's really for you. So that comes with risk, that comes with, you know, I'll say process, but I'm using that word lightly because there's a whole lot that really goes into forming and getting to where you are, but knowing why and what you're meant to do and how you truly can serve others best, like that's what keeps you going, but it's a journey. It's an exploration. It's again, like you, you never really know until you land up there. And that means honestly going on a roller coaster and probably a merry-go-round 10 different times to, to really figure it out. But thank you for sharing that. Um, and sharing that reminder, because I think regardless of how long you've been in your business, sometimes bringing it back to the basics is like what we all forget. Like it's some simple things that actually are what keep us going every single day. It's not the complicated business plans and strategies and fancy things. It's really those simple things. So thank you for sharing, you know, those moments and also your story um, along the way. So I have a really tough question, but I think you already know your why. So I'm hoping it'll be semi-easy for you. But if everyone listening is to remember you by one thing, what is that message that you want them to kind of leave with? What's that takeaway for them? And honestly, what's the legacy that you're just trying to create in this world? That's the fully loaded question. I know, I told you. (laughs) (laughs) Especially for the last 15 minutes, my God. I mean, my first novel will probably be just answering that question. (laughs) There you go. Now you know what you're writing. (laughs) Guess in a nutshell, um, it it just all comes down to, I just want to be remembered for loving people and being a listener. My dream was always to like have a photo that outlasts me. Like I, I got to shoot Atlanta's first sustainable fashion show. And I was just like, oh my God, this, I just was a part of the history. This, this is it. This is the photo that's going to outlast me. Um, and I realized like how how short that falls and I was just like that's not what my dream is because there's not like this doesn't this doesn't help anybody it helps people people remember a great time that Atlanta had you know marking history but um this doesn't help this doesn't serve anyone so um that that did a lot of derailing for me and had me figure out like I just want to be remembered for loving people and for listening to people because in a world that is so hell-bent on distracting us and pulling our attention in every single which way we don't ever get to focus on us we're focused so much on like in the selfish way of what we want to do instead of like internally what's going on I think what is going to save this world is aside from the obvious is um compassion and you only gain compassion by knowing people by listening to them by learning them um and what they need and I don't know I just maybe it sounds really hippie-ish of me or something like that but that's just been like my drive lately I just want to slow down and really not take people for granted people in general too not even just people that are close to me but I know everybody has a story everybody needs healing from something and not that I want to be like a savior I just I just want to let people know you know to to keep the hope and that there are people that care 
that there are people that want to listen, that want to play a role in their growth, that want to play a role in their healing. Um, Because I think that's that's what's most important. We're we are our best selves when we felt heard. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I think it was a couple months ago, but I heard someone say like, we can survive so much time without food. We can survive so much time without water, but we can't survive a minute without hope. And so for you to be that listening ear for someone to say, I hear you, I see you and you're valuable, that's gonna keep that hope alive, which keeps them going on whatever their purpose is as well. So you're doing your part. Um, compassion is something that I think is, needs to be said more and needs to be you know, delivered and actionable a lot more often than it really is. And it's not just to like, one particular demographic. It's not about, you know, the starving kid and whatever location type of thing. There's so many people, regardless of their wealth or health status, that just like need compassion. And so you're doing your part in making the world a better place, which is like what makes you a great person in general. So I really appreciate you sharing your story, your journey, um, and honestly, your your mission just as much. Um, so you got that one story, um, that one you know moment in history that you got to document in your photos, but having a way bigger purpose um, and calling and living that out through something that you also love doing is making a difference. So thank you so much for that. Well, thank you for doing your part. I talk so much about wanting to listen to other people. It's very weird when I have to respond back and talk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's one of the fun things about podcasting for sure. So if people have been listening and maybe they're in Atlanta or they're ready for a road trip to Atlanta or a plane ride too, um, so that they can work with you, how can they connect with you? Um, and what are the best places for them to see your work as well? I would say um, if you love a really aesthetic and organized way of seeing my work, my website, reservedandradiant.com. And um, you can also contact me through there. But I would say to keep up to date, obviously, with more live feed, um, more live content, um, my Instagram, also at reservedandradiant, is also the best way to keep up with me. Awesome. So thank you for sharing those two things. I'll drop both links in the show notes. And again, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Thank you so much, Kristen. Are you searching for a simple way to run your business sustainably as you create your best life? Sign up to receive emails over three days as you develop your action plan that makes dreams a reality. I break down my leadership methodology so you can avoid burnout and confidently own your power, maximize your impact, and profit with a plan. Click the link in show notes to join the Profitable Purpose Challenge. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to share on your favorite social media platform and tag me at Kristen Edwards underscore. Then leave a rating or review to help other ambitious women tune in. Thanks for listening to Amplify Ambition. Until next time, dream loudly. Thank you.